Welcome to episode 33 of Instant Expertise Marketing. We appreciate you listening in as always. Sherry and I are super excited to be continuing our conversation today with special guest Kathy Parks, the creator of the Proprietary Parks Method. She is here to share some of her very best advice on how consumer goods e-com companies can pivot to sell to stores. I am Yvette Brown, co-founder of X Promos. I became an entrepreneur at 23 when I started a promotions agency with my then 29-year-old business partner, Sherry Nomadi. And I'm Sherry Nomadi. You know, Yvette and I, we pretty much always approach business from opposite ends of the spectrum. However, we almost always come to the same conclusion on how to help our clients succeed. Today, we're going to continue our podcast conversation with Kathy Parks. Kathy is a marketing, a sales, and a product development rock star. Early on in her career, she was able to hone marketing skills when she worked at Ogilvy. Yes, Ogilvy, the David Ogilvy's advertising agency. You know, we met her on the agency side, and that was before she moved to Mattel and before Yvette and I started our own agency, so we were really young then. But anyway, there she became, when she was at Mattel, part of this very elite team that built Barbie to be a billion-dollar brand. And when she left Mattel, she repeated her sales, her marketing, and her product development process at lots of emerging brands. And she helped expand their distribution and create more product and get into more stores with hundreds of millions of dollars for them. And in doing this, she created her own proprietary method, the Parks Method, for selling to stores. So, we are happy to have her today here to talk to us. And if you want to find out more how she's helping brands, visit selltostores.com. We've actually had the pleasure of working with Kathy at several points along her journey and ours over the, I hate to say it ladies, but 30 plus years. <laughs> and in the next few episodes, we are going to be continuing our conversation with Kathy and asking her to share with you her very best advice on how any consumer goods product creator can get themselves positioned to sell to stores. So Kathy, welcome back to the podcast. Good to have you again today. Glad to be here, thanks. In our last episode, you talked about some of the three biggest mistakes to avoid when selling to stores. Mm -hmm. and. I think our listeners found this to be really insightful. So in this episode, we want to go a little bit deeper. So now let's fast forward. Let's say you finally got that big meeting scheduled. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. It might even be your dream account. Like you can't believe you've got the meeting. And you're going to be preparing for this million dollar meeting. So instead about, about talking what to do, what we thought would be great for our listeners is if you could share with us what not to do. That is, 
from your perspective and your experience, what are the three things that could absolutely kill a buyer meeting? Boy, that that's a can be a really long list. So I'm going to go to the, the top three um, that, that jumped to mind for me. And that's a very good question because this is what people think about, dream about, and build to for years sometimes. So the first advice I have for you is don't be late. And that means get to the building at least an hour before your customer meeting. You never know what's going to happen. There can be problems with security. Um, there can be problems with the, finding the conference room. Your name might not be listed, on and on and on. So give yourself time to handle any problems that come up. And I'll tell you about a big problem I had recently, and I'm a veteran at going to these retailer meetings. So make sure to get there an hour early. Also, when you get to these these um, customer lobbies like Target or Walmart or any customer lobby, Cracker Barrel, um, it can kind of hit you that you're really there and how much money is at stake and how much you put into this meeting, whether it's financial or time or, or both. <laughs> And yeah, all of the above. Yeah. <laughs> so you really do kind of need to take a moment to, um, at least I do, decompress, run through the meeting in my mind, make sure I'm calm, make sure I'm ready, and picture yourself, like I do, walking out of the meeting successful. So give yourself time to have that moment before you're rushing in and trying to connect with security and waiting for the buyer and getting your samples ready. Make sure you're there in time to have that moment just to regroup and really go in calm and confident. Um, so being on time, let me tell you a story. I've been going to major customer meetings my entire career. Keep that hour ahead rule. I always have. It off. I've had snowstorms, I've had delays, I've had all kinds of things that make me close to being late, but I've never been late until I was almost late, my last Walmart meeting. And what happened is I flew there into town with a rep and we had a 30 minute meeting with the buyer. And I said, okay, let's meet an hour and a half early so we can get there an hour early. He said, no, 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 we don't need that long. We're close. Let's get there half an hour early. I said, no, I really want to get there an hour early. So we compromised on 45 minutes. So we drove to Walmart and we got our big suitcases full of samples. And we went in and we checked in at the kiosk, which is what you have to do there with your license. And then you go see the security guard. There are no receptionists at these customers. It's all security based. We went up to the security guard. And he said, you're in the wrong building. We thought, oh, no. So we wasted 15 minutes in the wrong building. So we packed our, our samples, we rolled them back to the car, got them in the trunk and drove down the street through traffic to the other building. And we unloaded our samples and we went in, we went to the kiosk and we signed in. And he said, again, you're in the wrong building. You're supposed to be at this third building. And so by then we had burned up 30 minutes of my an hour time, which is now for us only uh, 45 minutes. So we had 15 minutes left to find the new building and get into that conference room. So we drove down through the neighborhoods to the third Walmart building. And anybody who's called on Walmart knows there are multiple Walmart buildings. 
got to the third building. And I thought, let me just make sure it's the right entrance. So I hopped out and went up to the entrance and it was the wrong entrance. So now I had about seven minutes left. So we, you know, kind of screeched around the building, went to the fourth entrance now, the fourth Walmart entrance. I took one bag with me and he went to park and I went to the key and in, went to security, ran down the hall with my bags and the buyer was in the conference room waiting. And she said, I was wondering if you were coming. So the meeting went fine, only veteran, but if I had been any less seasoned as a buyer, that would have blown the entire meeting. So I jumped right into the presentation. I knew what I was doing, but don't cut it that close for yourself. I knew better. And so I want to make sure you know better. <laughs> so that's the first one. My, my next tip is don't knock your competition. Your product is great. Have confidence in your product. It's okay to compare in general to what's on the shelf, but you never want to say anything bad about your competition. Odds are that's the buyer who bought it. So by saying anything bad about (laughs) think about it, always think like a buyer. So anything that you say about the competition not being great means that the buyer wasn't doing their job in your mind. So never knock your competition, but do, do compare Um, as a category, if you need to compare your price or your packaging, just don't knock a brand. And finally, be aware of the time. If you have a 30 minute meeting, you only have 30 minutes. They never run over. They don't give you an extra five minutes if things are going great or 10 minutes. They start on time and they end on time. So you need to be in that room as early as you can with your samples out and ready because the most important part of the meeting after your product presentation is the next steps. And if you run long, you won't get to that point of the meeting where you are very clear on what happens when you leave the room. When do samples need to be delivered? Which items was the buyer interested in? You know, what's the timing? What questions do they have that you need to answer for them? So make sure that you yourself during the meeting. You can't run long and you need time to cover next steps. That's really key. Okay. So again, to recap the three ways that you could totally blow your big meeting, if I hear you correctly, is number one, you can show up late. Yeah. Number two, you can run long. And number three, you can say bad things about your competition. Is that pretty much it? Those are big no-no. That's the trifecta of blowing your meeting right there. Okay, cool. And Thank you for if that. you're running late, you're going to have to cut something out of the meeting or you'll run long and you won't get to the next step. So that's just a snowballing, like nerve wracking thing. And I know you, Kathy. So that example that you gave, you had to have been so like frazzled at that moment. But I got to ask, did you close the sale on that one? I'll find out. That's the other thing. You never learn yes or no when you're in a big customer meeting. Yeah. So you have to learn to manage your expectations. It takes about four or five months from a meeting to a point where you get an answer. Gotcha. You know, I'll let you know. All right. <laughs> awesome. Everybody stay tuned. We'll update you. So <laughs> Kathy, I actually have a follow-up question on this um, because, you know, you go into these meetings, you have a certain expectation of how things are going to go, what you're there to present and all of that. Have you ever had a meeting go in an entirely different direction than what you expected and what you had planned for going in? Um, yes, I have a few times. Most recently, I went in 
it was a target meeting with a target buyer to present STEM, to present the science category. I had a big science slide that I was showing him. And he said, you know, this is great, you know, and, and this is, you know, and I'll um, request some samples from you. But what I really need is a dough line to combat the largest brand on shelf, which is Play-Doh. He said, I need a brand that is competitive. And can you get me one? And so I asked him all sorts of questions. What kind of pricing? What kind of packaging are you looking for? What number of SKUs? And so I went and created a brand new dough line for him based on his idea that he wanted some competition in that category. And the brand was called Modo. And we had a point of difference in that, that it was unscented and it came with some, um, sort of play pattern features on the packaging. I know that sounds really technical, but basically it had things to play with on the package. Hmm. Okay. Oh, cool. And it was higher priced. So um, it, it, we came out with a more expensive line and it did very well. And we expanded that line pretty substantially, but that came about um, in my science meeting, which had nothing to do with dough whatsoever. And that happens every now and then. Gotta be ready. Wow. Gotta be wow. ready to collaborate and brainstorm with the buyers and ask the right questions and bring them back what they need and you can get on shelf. Wow, Kathy, that is awesome. That's really a lot to unpack there. If everyone was listening, because what she's saying is she went in to present her line that she had, the buyer was really focused on something else. I, I need something to compete with Play-Doh. Obviously he or she really liked you and what you were presenting and the product you had and felt confident in that. But you know, he might've given this same opportunity to someone else that came in and during that time frame. but you, I think did some key things. You listened, you ask a lot of good questions. And so you were able to bring back the product exactly what they were looking for. And yeah, just Sherry, um, I think it's a mix of being more than a salesperson. Yes. I think if if you go in with a marketing hat and a product development message and a way to think along with your sales pitch, the buyers will sense that. And that's the reason why he asked me to help create a product line for him. Yeah. So uh, everyone listen to that and be prepared to pivot at any time. Because if you're like Kathy and you can really hone in on not just your sales, but your marketing and your product development skills, I think that's a great mix for success with retail buyers. And you know, truth be told, Sherry, <laughs> what Kathy shared with us today is really great advice for pretty much any sales meeting in any industry. I know it certainly applies to us in the service industry. And, you know, it's funny, as Kathy was telling her story, <laughs> I was having some flashbacks to our past when, um, you know, truth be told, Sherry has always been the, the one who, you know, drives the, the client relationships and, and that type of thing. And usually I'm the one who's forgotten something. And there have been several times where even, Kathy, I got to tell you, we were waiting in the lobby to see you at Mattel and we have to have our vendor badges. And I forgot my vendor badge or it's a situation where all of a sudden you need your license at, yes. you know, which happens a lot more now in the corporate world. And, you know, I don't have my driver's license with me. I didn't drive. And, you know, I left that stuff in the car. And there's always, 
you know, I think Sherry always planned those extra few minutes so I could go back to the car to get whatever it was that we <laughs> forgot and we could still make it to the meeting on time. So um, this, this advice about, you know, being on time and getting to next steps and all that, it's kind of cool because I think that even if you're not selling to stores, this is great advice to, to uh, listen to some grizzled industry veterans about and uh, how you can apply that into your own business and, and dealings on a regular basis. So, yep. thank you for that, every, Kathy. Every business meeting needs those things. Yeah. And, you know, Kathy, that was super awesome. You know, we haven't even gotten to talk to you about what I consider one of your really intriguing takes, which is this whole concept of the profits are in the journey. So mm -hmm. I wanted to see if you can come back and we can cover that. Absolutely. Yes, I'd love to. Thank you, Yvette. Thanks, Sherry. Of course, we look forward to that one too, because you just like pack a punch with the knowledge bombs you drop on us. And we really appreciate that. And I know our audience <laughs> does too. So if you'd like to know more about selling to stores and the proprietary parks method and Kathy Parks herself, then visit her website at selltostores.com. Thank you again for listening. Come back soon as we will be continuing our interview with Kathy Parks on how to sell to stores. And next up, we will be discussing the meeting of her cryptic and intriguing message. It's kind of a little bit Yoda-like is the profits are in the journey. <laughs> or maybe the journey the profits are in. That might be a little more Yoda-esque. So come back for that.